Welcome to the Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Boyd-Waters, and I am looking forward to sharing with you this interview with one of my mentors, Cindy Bedar of cindybedar.com. Cindy started out working in a factory in the dying automotive industry way back in 2008. She saw the writing on the wall, though, and decided to make the leap into internet marketing with writing as her main qualification. This led to a job as a virtual assistant where she learned the systems and processes needed to build a successful, sustainable online business. So Cindy shares with us how to set up those systems and automations that will enable you to grow and scale your business over time. I'll be back after these messages. Are you ready to take control of your life? Then you've come to the right place. The Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast is here to help entrepreneurs like you start, grow, and scale the online business you love. Join host Michelle Waters as she shares her journey from the classroom to the freedom of being her own boss. She'll interview inspiring entrepreneurs and share tips and insights along the way. All right, without any further ado, Let's get this show started. With everything else you're doing, learning one more tech platform isn't high up on your list. But to build your new online business platform, learning WordPress is a must. So I've designed a course to help you learn those skills easily as you build the website you've envisioned. Get started today at RethinkYourLifestyle.com slash WordPress skills. Welcome back to the Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Boyd-Waters, and I am super excited to have one of my mentors here, Cindy Bedar, and she's going to talk to us about automations and systems, but first, I am super excited to hear her story about how she got started. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I'm glad to hear that because I was kind of nervous. I'm like, wow, Cindy's this amazing person online and I've known her <laughs> of her for years. And is she even going to listen to me? I'm just this little person. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not as, I'm not as famous as I am in my own mind, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You've got a fan here. So there we go. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So how did, how did you get started? Well, you know, I didn't set out to be an online entrepreneur. I I thought I had a career path. I was a purchasing manager in a factory. And the day I walked into that job, I told my husband, I'm going to work there until I retire. That's how much wow. I liked that job. So I, it was wow. not one of these, you know, oh, I hate my job and I hate the place I work and I hate my coworkers. None of that. Yeah. But along about 2008, the economy, you may remember, got yep. really bad. Yep. And it got really worse for companies like I worked for because we were primarily in the automotive industry. Yeah. And so it was really kind of a scary time. We had been on a wage freeze for a long time. Um, we were getting our benefits removed kind of systematically. And it kind of got to the point where I started to wonder if the company was going to be in business in the next several months. That's how bad yeah. it was. Yeah. And that kind of sounds familiar about another industry that my audience is very familiar with. Yeah. And, and you know, along about that time, I started to realize, you know, I'm, I'm barely making ends meet here. So I was yeah. looking for a second job. You know, when you're in your 30s and early 40s, a second job is not something you should have to have. 
my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I should be able to live on the on the income that I'm earning at this, you know, decent job that I had. But I started looking for yeah. a second job. And one thing I found was that people were making money online. Yeah. And that those people who were running online businesses quite often hired writers. And I thought, well, hey, I can write. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a writer online. I'm gonna hire myself out to write articles and and whatnot. So I did that for a while. And more and more people started to hire me. I kind of got that word of mouth thing going. And mm-hmm. then I got hired by a gentleman. His name is David Purdue. Maybe you know him. Yep. Yep. I've heard of him. Absolutely. Yeah. So he hired me to write a sales page for him. And I wrote the sales page and didn't hear anything from him for another couple of months. And then one day out of the blue, he called me up and he left me a voicemail while I was at work. And he said, call me back when you get this. And of course, my my (laughs) mind went to, oh, the sales page was terrible. He wants a refund. You know, all of those dark, (laughs) terrible thoughts. I would have been right there too. (laughs) (laughs) So I mustered up my courage when I got out of work and I called him back. And he said, I need a project manager. What would you charge me to work for me 20 hours a week? Wow. And I'm like, hmm, well, this is an interesting turn of events. So (laughs) we worked out a deal. And uh, I I went to work for him 20 hours a week after my day job. I did that for a while. And then David introduced me to Nicole Dean. And Nicole Mm -hmm. was looking for a project manager. And she said, what would you charge me to work for me 20 hours a week? And I thought, (laughs) okay, well, now that's 40 hours a week. That's a full-time job. So I uh, told my husband I was quitting my job and I was going to start an online business. And after his initial shock wore off, we, (laughs) we worked out a plan to do that. Yep. So yep. Th- that was that was about mm, that was around about 2010 by the time this all took place, right? Right. In fact, my last day at my day job was Halloween in 2011, I think. So it's been what 12 years, 11 years, 10, 12 years now. Yep, I was knee deep in my first job as a teacher. <laughs> yeah. So I, like I said, I was I was doing a lot of writing for people. I was mm-hmm. still doing that sometimes. I was now doing some project management. I was doing some technical work for people. I was kind of a Jane of all trades. But what I found, my sweet spot was with marketing technology. And I really had a love for all things kind of technical and, um, you know, kind of plugging those systems together, putting them in place, you know, like making your shopping cart talk to PayPal and making yes. you know your email marketing platform talk to your landing page builder. All of those things just really came really easily to me. I really found that was what I enjoyed doing, what I love to do most. And I did that for a long time until about 2017 when I realized that there were more people out there who could not afford to hire me and who I didn't have time to work with, who needed the information that I had, who needed the skills that I had. And I sat down with my business coach at the time and I said, I'm going to start creating courses. I want to share all of this knowledge that I have built up over the years with more people. So I started releasing all of my clients. And today I no longer work with clients. I create courses and I run a membership site and I work with people that way instead of, you know, one-to-one doing the work for them. I'm instead teaching them how to do the kinds of things that I did for years and years as a virtual assistant. And and what it sounds like, you know, you were 
a copywriter, but you were also managing projects. And so could you talk to me, and, and let me back up a little bit. It sounds like, too, in your own business now, you've got, I'm sure, a lot of projects, a lot of moving pieces that have to be organized. How, how do you make that happen? You have to be really organized and mm -hmm. really systematic. One of my superpowers, I guess, is the ability to take a big project and break it down into really bite-sized pieces. And I honestly didn't realize that this was not something everybody could do mm -hmm. until one day I was talking to my husband and he's he is my operations manager. So he kind of handles all of the back end stuff now, all of those technical things that I used to do for people. That's his job yeah. now. So <laughs> I can do the things that only I can do, which is to create content and courses and things like that. But I was talking to him one day and he was managing this huge project. And I said, well, just you know, just write down all of the steps that need to happen. And he looked at me like I had three heads. So what do you mean write down all the steps? How do I even do that? I don't even know where to start. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that really, and, and he's really, really good at what he does. I mean, he yeah. is, he's phenomenal at it, yeah. but he just couldn't see, I, I guess the expression is he couldn't see the forest for the trees, right? Right. He just, right. he could not see his way clear to actually what's the next step? What's that step? And then what's the step after that? And how do I document that to make it clear for the next time so that I don't have to, you know, sit and stress about it next time? And that's really where, like I said, that's where my superpower is because I can take a great big project like that and I can, I can narrow it down to the tiniest little step. Okay, do this first. Don't pay attention to any of those other things that are that are capturing your attention right now. Just focus on this one little step. And then when you get that right. done, we're going to move on to the next step. So that's that's kind of where I have put my stake in the ground. That's what I mm -hmm. do now. I take these big marketing projects where, you know, people would would say to me, you know, how do I build an email list? Well, I break that down into these step-by-step -step processes that anybody can follow because they can't necessarily see the next step. They just see this great big project that feels overwhelming to them. But when they can look at it broken down that way, then it becomes much simpler for them to tackle. Absolutely. So that's kind of how you organize, you break things down into steps. And I know you've got some courses and I'm, I'm thinking about the courses you have on your website and how you've got the checklists and you have things broken down. So, you know, you've got one in particular that I went through myself in order to figure out the tech behind creating courses for my website, which was super useful. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know what I'd do without that. What are some of the things that people need to think about organizing when they're starting a business. So I, you know, like my market is teachers who want to be entrepreneurs, whether it's a side gig or replacing their income like you did, but maybe their superpower isn't necessarily breaking tech things down into steps. You know, maybe it's breaking how to, you know, write that um, essay down into steps, but then we, we get over here to tech and we're kind of lost. <laughs> so um, what, what is your advice? Where, where do we start? Well, first of all, I would think that anybody who has the skills to be a teacher has the skills to be an online entrepreneur, seriously, yes. because oh, yes. there's just such a really good match in skill sets there. 
And, you know, teachers, they're creating lesson plans and they're, they're wrangling big projects all the time. So, you know, you'll never convince me that they don't have the skills (laughs) to, uh, to become an online entrepreneur. Especially English teachers, because not only can we break things down, like you were just saying, but we can also write. So, you know, we can create our content or we can create content for other people, but then we can also manage that project. Yeah. And, and creating content, writing content is a big piece of running an online business. But I think the first thing that people have to do is they have to decide what business model they're even going to start. There's a ton of different ways that you can make money online. You know, are you going to, are you going to start a blog and make money through advertising or sponsored posts? Are you going to create courses and sell them? Are you going to be an affiliate marketer and build an email list and promote other people's products? You know, are you going to start a YouTube channel and earn money through sponsored videos? I mean, there's just a ton of different ways to do that. You can do one-to-one work. You can be a virtual assistant. So the first thing you have to do is decide what's your business model. You know, what what are you going to sell, basically? That's, That's the number one step. Then once you have that figured out, then you can look at, okay, what's the next step after that? And 99% of the time, the next step after that is to start to build an email list. That's, you know, that's my, if, if I could go back in time and tell past Cindy anything, (laughs) it would be to pay more attention to list building right from the start, because I didn't really do that in the beginning. And if you talk to most online entrepreneurs, they will tell you the same thing. They did not pay enough attention to their email list at the start and they regret not growing their list sooner than they did. So once you figured out your business model, then you want to figure out how you're going to get people on your email list. Absolutely. And then I would like to just throw something else in here after uh, my recent Facebook hacking and that whole mess and losing my Instagram account and everything, um, Mm. building your own website on your own property. Oh my goodness. Yes, please, 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 please do not build your business on someone else's playground. Use it to feed your business Absolutely. If Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever Mm -hmm. platform is working for you to bring in new visitors to your site, do that. Keep doing that. Use it as a traffic source, but do not use it as your home base because it is not safe. It is not stable ground and it can be taken away from you at any moment. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And I'm so sorry that happened to you, but you know, you, you know, now that that's not, that's not sustainable. It's, it's good to feed your, your list building efforts. It's good to feed your traffic efforts, but at the end of the day, you want all roads to lead back to property that you own. They all need to lead back to your own website, your own email list, because those things cannot be taken away from you. Yes, and thankfully that is exactly what I had set up um, with my online publishing company. It's all on my own hosting account, on a WordPress site that I back up frequently. So if my host disappeared, I could take my site and go elsewhere. Um, and I, you know, there's other pieces that I could change out if needed. Uh, but when I lost those things, my business was not touched. And as a matter of fact, I just wrote a post and had a uh, make lemons out or lemonade out of lemons sell, and actually ended up 
earning money off of that because, you know, I just ran a sale, charged half price for everything and said, you know, buy my stuff and people did. I love that. Lemons out of lemonade out of lemons. That's fabulous. Yes. Yes. But you were in a position to do that. A lot of people, when they lose their social media account, that's their first, that's their first experience with, holy cow, this is not a stable foundation I'm building on. And I've seen even big companies, you know, companies with 30, 40, 50 employees where their entire business model is dependent on Facebook. And when Facebook's algorithm changed, they went out of business. Yep. You know, it can happen. So you have to be really, really careful with that. And and if you yeah. are always thinking, you know, like we said, all roads lead to your own website, all roads lead to your own email list. As long as you keep that in mind, you're going to be golden. Yes. And what I'm hearing is that you have to, you don't have just one road. You don't have just, you know, Google or just Facebook. You have to have multiple roads. And that's kind of part of building that system and then automating it. Absolutely. For sure. You want to, you know, it's just like we talk about having multiple streams of income. That's something that a lot of online entrepreneurs kind of strive for because Mm -hmm. it's, it's not really safe to depend on a single income source. And it's funny because when I, when I quit my job and I moved online, my dad was very concerned, right? Dads, that's their job. They're supposed to be concerned, but he was very concerned that I was giving up this this, you know, safety net of my, of my paycheck Mm -hmm. and people who have been online for a while, it it took me a couple of years to get past that thought too, because I was, I was kind of, you know, in the employee mindset, like, oh, I've given up this sure thing, this every other week paycheck that I was getting. But the truth is that is not a safety net. It is, it is a single point of failure. And if you lose your job, your income is gone. Whereas if you're an online entrepreneur and you have multiple clients or you have multiple streams of income, then losing one of them is a lot less traumatic. And the same thing is true if you're using things like social media to drive traffic back to your website. If you're using Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and LinkedIn and Google and your podcast and all of these different channels when mm-hmm. Facebook has a hiccup and decides they don't love you anymore and they close your page, <laughs> it doesn't hurt as much because it's only a yeah. portion of the traffic that you're getting and you can make it up someplace else. Whereas if you're fully dependent on them, then you're in trouble. Yes. And then you just send an email to your list and say, hey, guys, I got shut down over here or I got hacked. Um, follow me over here. Exactly. Exactly. So we've talked about the, you know, setting up your own website. We've talked about make, making sure you have a list, which I just mentioned, one reason why you need to have that list. Um, and you talked about having something, knowing what your business model is and having something to sell. What are some other things that we need to take into consideration when we are automating and creating systems? Well, I think that's just it. We want mm-hmm. to automate and systemize as much as possible. And the reason we want to do that is, now I come from, obviously from an automotive factory background, so I probably have a bit more experience with this than maybe the teachers in your audience do. I don't know how much, um, how much teachers really have to deal with like standard operating procedures, but in the automotive industry, it's huge. It's everything they do, right? Right. It's there's there's a checklist for everything. And there has to be because otherwise you're going to have 
a brake part that is the wrong size and doesn't stop your car, you know, when you're coming up to a stoplight, right? So it's exactly. life and death in the automotive industry to have proper checklists and proper procedures in place. And I brought that with me. In some ways, that job was like my perfect, the perfect job for me because I was, I was, um, on the team that handled all of those all of those work instructions and standard operating procedures for the factory and that was right in my sweet spot right so yep. i really enjoyed that aspect of the job and it's something that i brought with me into my online business as well was the knowledge of putting these systems in place putting these procedures in place i have a checklist for everything. I have a checklist for how to record a podcast and I have a checklist for how to post a blog post and I have a checklist for how to host a Q&A call in the membership and how to edit a video and just checklists for everything. And the reason for that is because it just makes everything so much easier and it makes it so I can hand things off to team members if I need to and it makes things more consistent which is something that I preach to people about all the time is that consistency in your business so that's one thing that I would really emphasize people get in the habit of doing is putting those systems in place anything you're doing more than once should be documented should have some sort of procedure in place so that you do it the same way every single time and so that in case you do want to or need to hand it off to somebody else, you can just hand them the documentation and say, here's what I need you to do. It makes it super easy to onboard new team members, makes it super easy to train people. A lot of times we will hear yeah. that, you know, I can't outsource that because I don't have time to train somebody. You don't need time to train somebody if the process is documented. So that would right. be the next thing that I would focus on is getting that documentation in place, whatever software you're using, whatever platforms you're on, whatever you're doing to grow your business, whatever you're doing to create products or to, you know, maybe you're doing coaching and you have a, a an onboarding procedure for new clients. All of that stuff can be documented and should be documented so that your business runs as smoothly and as efficiently as possible. It will save you just a ton of time and a lot of frustration. Yes. So do you have a resource, like a course or something on your website that I can send people to, to maybe get some help with creating that standard operating procedure or those checklists? Where I would send them is just to my homepage and okay. they can grab my business building roadmap, which is going to kind of walk them through the entire process of of starting their business from scratch, right? They're going to see kind of the evolution, all of the steps that I recommend. And there's some recommended resources in that roadmap that they can, that they can then follow up on as well. So with all of this in mind, everything we've just talked about, what would you say is the number one thing that people need to do right now if they're looking at starting an online business? The number one thing I want people to do if they're starting an online business Assuming they've made the commitment, they do want to start an online business. They're not just in the in the research phase. But once you have made that commitment, the first thing I want you to do is to start building an email list and start treating your business like a business instead of a hobby. It should not get the last little bit of your time. It should not get your leftover time. This is what I see a lot in people who say, I want to start an online business or I want to grow an online business, 
but what ends up happening is everything else becomes more important to them and their business that they want to build is, you know, kind of the last thing that they think about. It gets their leftover five minutes at the end of the week or whatever. So treat your business like a business if you want it to grow and start building your email list right from the start and you will be more successful than 95% of the people out there who say they want to start an online business. Yes. And then follow that up with creating systems and automations and outsourcing, and you'll have something that will grow with you. Yes, please. You absolutely will. And I just want to say, Michelle, Mm -hmm. that you have really good systems in place. I am super impressed. Thank you. (laughs) You've you've got it down. This, This podcast interview went off without a hitch because you were right on top of it with Here's, you know, here's the documentation you need. Here's how we're going to record. Here are the steps to follow. Absolutely, absolutely perfect. Super impressed. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That means a lot, especially coming from you. So thank you so much. And we'll be back next week. All right. Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate you having me on your show. Create a customized plan for your online business success with this Take You by the Hand course by my mentor, Cindy Bedar. She walks you through every step from choosing a business model to crafting a profitable marketing strategy. Check it out at RethinkYourLifestyle.com slash online business startup plan. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast, where you learn how to be your own boss. Have questions about starting, growing, or scaling your business? You can ask us anything. Just fill out the form at www.rethinkyourlifestyle.com slash askmeanything, and Michelle will answer your burning entrepreneurial questions in an upcoming episode. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time.